Hello, and welcome back to our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. This is 360 Talk Radio, and it, you may be coming in from one of our other listener hubs. So thank you for joining me. This is the Women's Empower Hour, and I am your host, Lori Carice. Today, I have with me Julie Cole, who is a co-founder of Mabel's Labels, and we've kind of been running in the same circles. We were just chatting in the green room. Um, we've been running in the same circles for several years. I'm, I've, I met you when I was in Texas at Mom 2.0, and I moved back to California eight years ago. So we, right. we've definitely run in similar circles for a long time, and you've been a very valuable partner. Uh, to all my conferences over the years. So it's really nice to have you here today. And um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. And then I, I know we have a, a topic in mind about managing the mother load, which is <laughs> incredible. I mean, that takes me back to last night. <laughs> <laughs> I was so like, right night. now, <laughs> five <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> I have a teen and a tween and we're recording yeah. here early in the morning. And uh, yeah, they give me a break now on weekends until about noon, but. <laughs> yeah, I know it changes, doesn't it? I know I'm the same. My youngest, I've got four teenagers at the moment. Um, my youngest is 13. My oldest is 22. There's six of them. So it is, uh, yeah, now it's like, can you guys get up, get up, get out of bed? <laughs> yeah. I don't even have to serve breakfast on weekends. <laughs> you know, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So the topic of managing the mother load makes a whole heck of a lot of sense uh, for us to be talking about, because I know it's something that you and I have both been doing for many, many years. Um, but yeah, to tell you a little bit about myself. So yes, I'm Julie Cole. I'm the co-founder of Mabel's Labels, which is a um, a labeling company. We were the OG, the original label company. We started 19 years ago and we started for a couple of reasons. One was that we noticed a product missing from the marketplace. We are using masking tape and permanent marker to label our kids' belongings. And we thought there's got to be something better out there that might go through the dishwasher, might be microwave safe, go through the washer and dryer. And there wasn't. So it's good entrepreneurial mamas. We started our company. The other why also has to do with the fact that I have these six kids. And it was because at the time, um, we joke, I'm a recovered lawyer. And uh, my then three-year-old, uh, he was the old, my eldest, and he already had two younger siblings. So it was already busy. He had just turned three, and he received an autism diagnosis. So I didn't think the traditional workforce was going to suit my family's needs. I wanted to be able to advocate for him. I needed to be able to set up some excellent inter early intervention programming. Um, so at that point, I said to my co-founders, hey, is, is now the time? And it was like, yep, let's do this thing. And that was 19 years ago. And haven't looked back. So it's been quite a ride. Um, and the, uh, yeah, and I'm also, I'm a parenting, you know, I'm a speaker, I'm a parenting contributor. I do a lot of, a lot of media and probably the most exciting thing recently is that I just launched my book called like a mother birthing businesses, babies, and a life beyond labels. And that just dropped this month and it already hit bestseller status in the topic of entrepreneurship and parenting. So I, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy about that. So yep. What's going on? Thanks. And of that. course, of course, you know, in the book, I'm, you know, it's full of life hacks, parenting hacks, business hacks, that sort of thing. And a lot to do with this topic of how, how do we mothers manage all of these things? 
Yeah, no, it, it's definitely a balancing act. I mean, I remember, you know, I have some stock images that I use for some of my events. And I know I came across one where there's a mom sitting at a computer. She's pulling her hair out. She's wet. She looks like she just got out of the shower. She's got her glasses. She's holding one kid. The other one's bouncing the ball <laughs> behind them. The other one's like tugging on the show. I'm like, ah! Relatable. <laughs> Relatable. Yeah, I mean, that was me during the pandemic. Honestly. Well, that was, you know, that was the thing too, like through the pandemic, then all of a sudden, like at least if your kids were in school, you would have some time during the day to get some things done and be productive. Um, but yeah, then with the with the pandemic, I know my kids were all sent home three separate times where we live um, to do remote learning. So, I mean, luckily, I don't know how I would have done it 10 years ago when they were all at home because I have three away at university and then three at home. But again, they're old enough to be managing independently with their online learning. But if this was like back in the day when I had, you know, when I had my fifth kid, my oldest was six. So, you know, I packed them in pretty tight. Uh, yeah, it would have been, it would have been a nightmare, <laughs> but I learned a lot through, I, but at the same time, I mean, I was managing that these kids and the autism stuff and building a business. So I did learn a lot along the way. And this is why I, I love speaking to this topic. Yeah. And for me, I mean, it wasn't a total you know, shake up in my life. I've been working for myself for 14 years from home. So I already had home office kind of set yeah. up in that type of routine. So having my kids here, it, it wasn't that inconvenient, except for we were kind of sharing space. You know, yes. they were taking over my printer. Yeah. <laughs> I was going through a lot more ink. Um, you know, and, and, you know, my oldest daughter, actually, she liked to lay in bed and do her, you know, homeschool and, and, and my younger one needed a little bit more help because at the time she was in third grade. So I, right. I really, really thought about it, um, you know, over the years in, you know, running your own business from home, it's been kind of suggested that it's not a real job. Are you going to get a real job before? <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I don't know if you've ever, well, you have a product and the, and the service, but. No, but still, I mean, I, I hear you in that because you got to remember too, 19 years ago, when we started Mabel's Labels, you know, I left a legal career. People thought, you know, people thought we were all crazy. They're like, wait, you know, my partners, it was like a lawyer, a teacher, a financial planner, and a graphics manager. And every, like, we had good jobs and <laughs> careers and, and everybody thought we were just crazy. You're going to drop out of this to make labels. You're making labels in your basement. And uh, it was like, yeah. So you get a lot of, you do get a lot of naysayers and, and question how legit your business is and, and if it's worthy and, you know, I'm uh, obviously we prove that it, very worthy. <laughs> right. And, and myself as well. It's like 14 yeah. years later, I'm still chugging right? along. But it's like, I think people finally have empathy for people who have always worked from home that, yeah, yeah you do really work and you right. do also have a lot of distractions and it's not all that easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there's nothing. I always, I always say that people tend to romanticize entrepreneurship and they think, you know, it, they think it looks a certain way. And I think they imagine that it looks a lot like, you know, you're doing TED Talks and making a bazillion dollars and you're, um, you know, writing books. And yeah, okay, maybe I've done those things. But you know what? It took 19 years. And really what entrepreneurship looks like is making labels in a basement until 2 a.m. and then getting up with kids at 6 a.m. and, you know, doing the do. That's, yeah, it's really not as glamorous as, as they think. But we do learn things along the way. And I mean, I certainly did appreciate the flexibility that entrepreneurship provided for me because again, I had, you know, all these kids and all this programming. Um, 
But the thing about flexibility is that it doesn't get your work done for you. So yes, I could, you know, go on the kindergarten trip to the apple orchard in the fall, but then I was making labels till 2.30 in the morning or hovered over my laptop at midnight. So it was, it was a path I chose and it worked for me and I loved it, but it's not for everyone. And, uh, and it does, yeah, flexibility does not get, get it done for you. You still have to get the work done, right? I remember first starting my business and being in the events industry, a lot of my, you know, work was um, creating event sites and tickets, et cetera. And I remember sending out an email in the middle of the night and I actually got a response from someone. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're all working like through, they're like, well, I work from home too. I've got kids. I got to take advantage of waking hours, you know? So you all Well, exactly. And I mean, I always laugh because I never like laid down with my kids at night to, you know, fall asleep with them or because I, well, first of all, there's six of them. I couldn't, Um, who would I pick? And also I couldn't risk falling asleep in their bed with them and losing hours of time to build my business, right? Like you said, we have to be productive in these hours. And I mean, that's, that's one of the things that, that you learn is that, you know, we can, we can be productive at untraditional times and in untraditional places. I mean, I built this business, you know, doing business plans during play dates and, you know, that, that's how that, that, that's how that goes. We managed to change in the world and change in diapers at the same time. But I will say, cause something you said really, you know, made me think of this. And I think, you know, for somebody, for women out there who are starting their own business or an entrepreneur, I think that you, and doing the mom thing, I really do think that you need to have conversations with your partner. If you have a partner about what kind of um, household you want to run, is it going to, because we know women are still carrying the emotional, physical, and mental load of, of parenthood. We are doing, you know, we're always the default parent. That's how it usually is looking. We know that statistically. So I think, you know, having a really good conversation with your partner, if you have one about, you know, is your household going to be run democratically? Because, you know, if it is, then you are going to be able to get more done with your business. Um, If it's not, I, I think it's just a matter of managing expectations and really communicating what's working, what's not working. And if you feel like you're carrying the load and it's not working for you, you need to share that. So I'm a single parent. So I, I wasn't able, I didn't have those choices really. Yes. You know, it's like, I just have to do it when I can do it. And over time I, I figured out the best balance. Um, but I also had to have discussions with my children. Mommy yes. works from home. Those are mommy's pencils. Those are yes. mommy's pens because all of a sudden everything felt like a community. It's like, you did have to separate and create boundaries for sure. And your yep. own boundaries. You can't, people think, oh yeah, you're cleaning the house. You're doing that. I actually... I, I'm in a different space. I'm not in uh, caring for my home mindset when I'm actually right. working. So I might have remembered to throw in a load of laundry, but that's yep. not always the case. I'm not like this automatic, you know, cleaning, you know, take a break, do some dishes, do this. Actually, right. I'm, when I'm in work mindset, I'm in work mindset. Well, I think you use an important word and that's boundaries. And I know for me working from home, some people have a hard time because, you know, that laundry will be calling their name and it doesn't call my name. I'm so fine to like look away and get my work done. Um, but I have a lot of mom friends who do struggle with that. And I think that's when you have to create boundaries and set times of day, chunk your day appropriately, um, schedule. And even sometimes you have to like, I think in the morning, get up, leave the front door, go for a walk around the block, come back, you're at work. And then at the end of the day, if you need to do that, out you go, walk around the block, come back. Now you're at home, you know, just if you need to actually create those mental boundaries. I think an important thing, you know, with your kids that you said, 
um, is saying no. And I think saying no to your children is very, very important. And for me, I'll give some examples, you know, because I, there's six of them and I need to get a lot done. And I have just raised them to be very independent. Um, and it's worth investing the time to do that. You know, the short-term easy, if we're helping them out and here, let me just do that for you. Cause it's easier. That's going to equate to long-term hard. So invest the time when they're little so that they're independent. Um, and you know, the, the big line I use around here is, your lack of planning does not constitute my emergency. So if you come home and say, you know, I need 24 cupcakes for school tomorrow, never going to happen. Like I laugh. Are you new here? Have we just met? I'm you're mistaking me for your other mother. Never going to happen. If they forget their lunch, I don't bring it to them at school. I could feasibly be chasing six kids around all day long if I just enabled that and let them. It, it, it's not a punishment. It's just a natural consequence. So you forget your lunch. You might have to bum an apple off your brother or go hungry for a day. But you know what? They only ever forget their lunch once. They forget their gym clothes. You sit out of gym that day. You forget your homework. Maybe you stay in at recess, do your homework. You forget your assignment at home. Maybe you get a B instead of an A because you handed in a day late. I can't spend the time rescuing them. And I, I need them to be able to, to solve their own problems and, and be independent. So saying no to your children, I think will really help you manage that mother load. And, you know, kids can be very independent from a young age. I, you know, I've got friends with teenagers and they're like, oh, I'm so tired of packing lunches. I'm like, you're packing their lunches, you know, like that, you know, they can be getting their own breakfast. I'm like, I'm a, I provide one meal a day. You get your dinner that's it. Like that's everything else you, you fend for yourself. And, you know, just making them be a part of the family and contribute. And, you know, I say, I have a do not do list. And I would suggest that too. everyone, moms who are working have these ginormous to do lists. Well, what are you doing that you don't need to be doing? So I would challenge everyone to create a list of things that you shouldn't be doing. And that could be stuff. Maybe, maybe it's time to get a virtual assistant. Maybe it's time to be like, you know what? Everybody here is old enough. Monday night, you cook dinner. Tuesday night, the 13 year old cooks dinner. And you know what? They can cook bacon and eggs. It doesn't have to be, they can do taco Tuesdays. They can, so you don't have to do all of the things and it can be fun and it's educational for them as well. So um, yeah, saying no is, is really a, an important strategy. Writing down the things like an example of something I won't do. I don't unstack the dishwasher. You know what? I got a lot of kids that can unstack the dishwasher. My time's better spent. You know, I've got one kid with ADD, ADHD. He's got executive functioning stuff. If I can work with him for half an hour or 20 minutes on some of that stuff, while an older sibling's unstacking the dishwasher, that's a better use of my time. So what I do is I value my time and I make other people value my time, including my children. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here writing notes because I'm realizing, you know what? I always felt like I was a mean mommy if I didn't run and, you know, yeah, my kid forgets her lunch and yeah. not more, you know, not just once and, uh, or the water bottle and the computer was left behind. Right. Well, and that's the thing. If, if you do keep doing it for them, they will keep forgetting. So, you know, I find my kids all forget their lunch just the once. And it's funny. I joke that, you know, the, the secretary has that, that table beside her at the school and all the parents come and dump the stuff on the, on the table that, the, you know, the gym clothes or the forgotten items, the laptop, whatever. And I call it the enable table and I don't think it should be there. <laughs> That is so good. I love that. I also yeah. like the responsibility of the kids actually making dinner once a week. 
Yep. I mean, that's, that's good. You know, home economics, they don't get totally. that in school anymore. Like we did, yeah. we learned how to, you know, cook and, and do laundry and such. Yeah. Um, actually during the pandemic, I used that opportunity for home delivery services to yes. actually receive some home delivery. And that's how actually I was teaching my older daughter to cook. Yeah, exactly. That's a good startup quality time time together. Exactly. And I think, you know, I think another strategy is, is getting help. And I don't think moms are particularly good at that. I say, you know, I think everybody should have a cleaner and I know sounds like expensive and luxury, but I say, if, you know, maybe feed your kids more craft dinner, use that money to, 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 uh, to get some help if you need it. And, and, and again, knowing, knowing your boundaries, I got a nanny when my third kid turned my, no, my fifth kid turned one. That was three kids too late, you know, like, but I was, I was doing that thing. I'm like, well, I left the traditional workforce to be with my kids and do my business. So why would I get help? And, you know, it's, it's just not, it's just not a healthy way to be, you know, you just don't sleep, you don't do anything. So, you know, get the, get the help that, that you need. And, and the other thing that I find um, as far as being productive is I just, I gave up mom guilt, like five kids ago. It just is not productive. Feeling guilty and replaying things in your mind, it's so useless. Like if I screw up with my kids, I'm like, hey, ah, I could have done that better. You know what? This is what I've learned from it. The next time, this is how it's going to go. And the beauty of that is twofold. One is I don't carry guilt around with me. I don't lose any sleep. Um, and the second thing is it's it's role modeling, owning your mistakes. So, you know, my kids never like, lie or hide things or whatever. And they come and tell me if they've screwed up because there's no shame in that game. We all do it. And then we just, I don't even think I've ever punished anyone because we just have a conversation about, okay, what, what went well, even better if like we all like autopsy situations. So, and I, you know, as much as people teach and, and, you know, try to tell their kids lessons, this, I always say this parenting gig is role modeling game. So if you role model the behavior you want to see, if you act in the way you want to see, like, that's why I don't complain. Because again, that to me is not a good use of time. And I'm not saying I'm toxically positive, but I don't say I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, or I'm busy, I'm busy. Like, that's so boring. Everybody's tired and busy. Plus saying I'm tired has never led to a bed appearing and saying, have a nap, Julie. If I'm tired, then I need to make a change. I need to make a shift. If I'm feeling too busy, again, like that's on me. I'm the author of this book. So I need to, to, um, to, to make a change rather than complain about it because I don't want complaining whiny kids because that would irritate me. That would be profoundly irritating to me. So I try to be the person that I want them to be. And um, yeah, it seems to, it seems to be working out. Okay. And you know what, also remove the mom guilt. If you do feel like you're working all the time, you know, if that, I mean, as a single parent, you know, I do feel like I'm working all the time. I mean, I'm managing the entire household. I'm the only income. So I have a lot of demands in keeping my business running and generating revenue. But with that, I had felt guilt for a long time. And then I reframed it to, I am setting an example with yes. work ethics of completing my job and what is important. And I do this for our family. So the work ethics is the lesson. And you know what? They are learning like my, and they're proud. Like my kids are so proud of the work I've done and, and they're involved in it and they see it again. You're absolutely right, Lori, like that role modeling that work ethic. I mean, it's so, it's so important, but I think also with the mom guilt thing is again, around managing expectations. So there are a lot of things, there are a lot of advantages my kids have 
with this arrangement as well. You know, like I can go to the apple orchard. I can do the things. If I wasn't, I would be working in a law office downtown 12 hours a day, potentially, or on the the train there and back an hour each way. Um, Instead, you know, I can go to the school uh, and watch their little plays. I can do all those things, right? Um, But, you know, even I know we're on our phones a lot and that sort of thing. But again, I just tell them if we're, say I'm going to watch my kid play hockey, I will say, on the way in, I have to return one email and I have to take one phone call while I'm at your hockey game. So if you look up, I'm going to do those two things and then I stick to it. So then I'm watching the game other than those two things. So they know that that's what's going to happen. And they also know if I didn't have that phone there, I probably wouldn't be able to go to the game. So, you know, it's about communicating, managing those expectations. And even I did this through the pandemic, like, you know, with everybody home, I, I kind of treated it like a, a work environment. You know, everybody gathered for our morning, like, okay, who, who's got what today? Who needs, um, you know, I'd be like, okay, I've got a TV Zoom interview at one o'clock. So I actually need all the Wi-Fi juice or whatever. I need everybody to tell your teachers that you're offline for 10 minutes at that time. And then you're back online and they'd be like, okay, well, this is what I need. And, you know, it's just about communication um, and doing that, that little huddle every morning with my, my team uh, made, made the days go, uh, go more smoothly and more productively. And, you know, that's, that's the thing we need, we need to be productive um, to get all the things done when we're managing the mother load. Absolutely. And, you know, there, there is trade-off, you know, working from home, um, you know, there's, you talked about the advantages of course, and my kids have never experienced a babysitter. Like I'm, right. I'm, I take them to school and I pick them up and they've always yeah. had me home. So they, they don't know what it's like to have like after school care right. and also a babysitter. You know, I've chosen not to do the whole dating thing or make that a priority. So it's like, you know, the home, they, they see mom all the time. So again, that, that, that's hopefully the example I'm setting for them. Yeah. It's not to give up works, everything, but to, no, that's right. To and like, priorities. that's, that's what works for you. And for some people like daycare, their kids love daycare or they, you know, they get help, whatever, you know, works for your family. And that's, you know, the path that your entrepreneurship has taken you, Lori, and you love it. That's the thing we, we can create the lives that we want a lot of the time. Um, now, not all of the time. There are a lot of, you know, people are like, oh, Julie, you're so brave. You start a business. I'm like, yeah, but the single mom with two kids who's got two part-time jobs and trying to do all the things doesn't have the luxury of being brave sometimes to start a business. So, you know, I do feel like there has been some privilege um, a lot of times with people who have been able to do the entrepreneurship journey. So it is, you know, it is worth acknowledging that. I'm just saying, moms, you know, I see you, you're, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hustle going on out there. That's for sure. Absolutely. And these conversations are very important to have. So I thank you so much for being here today. You know, even and to all the women entrepreneurs out there, if you are looking to start a business, you know, form a community, Um, find other women who are doing the same thing so that you don't feel so different. You do need to share that empowerment and help each other. And you know what I used to do when I, when my kids were younger, I would swap play dates. You know, my kids would go to somebody else's house so I could have quiet time to work for four hours. And then I would do it for them the next day. So just get the village. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And uh, yeah. And I just wanted to also say that if um, anyone's looking to kind of find out more about me 
or my journey or my lessons, uh, you can find me at mableslabels.com slash Julie Cole. And you can find information about my book and my reels and blah, 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 but it's all there. And I'm on Insta at, uh, at Julie Cole Inc. and at Mables Labels. And let's plug that book one more time. Yay. Yes. Yes. Like a mother. And in case this does go on video sometime, I'm going to hold it up Yay! like a mother birthing businesses, babies, and a life beyond labels. Oh, wonderful. I'm going to have to grab a copy. Yeah. You can get anywhere. Amazon, Indigo, Barnes and Noble, Kohl's, all your favorite booksellers. Wonderful. Hop online. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Love it. Thanks so much for having me, Lori. Bye-bye.